Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. I have a couple of people joining me in the studio today. First joining me for a couple of shows now is our intern, Mackenzie Bliss. Mackenzie is a senior at Victory Charter High School in Nampa. Mackenzie, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. What about yourself? I'm good. Thanks. Mackenzie, I have to say you've been a joy and a blessing to have as our intern this year. I know you're not done yet, but please don't be a stranger when our time is done. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you and having you keep me on my toes. And now to the real business of the day. I am so excited to have my friend Steve Nelson join me today. Steve has been a Bible teacher for more than 25 years and has been one of Christian Living Magazine's columnists since November of 2020. Steve, thank you. How are you? Hi, Sandy. I am excellent. How are you? I'm good. You know me. I mean, it's, I do. It's, we never get on the phone. It's like, this is a three-minute phone call, and 15 minutes later, we're hanging <laughs> up. So it's it's great. Um, thank you for taking my calls, by the way. Hey. You're one of the few people that do in this world. Everybody sends you to voicemail, you know. You know, I have one poor caller. Um, he's, he's a reader of the magazine and a listener of the show. And he calls at the most inopportune, like I just sit down to dinner or I'm in a meeting or I'm on a conference call. And it's like, and, and unfortunately, he's not in a situation where I can return his calls. And so it's like, again, I, you know, I haven't talked to him in probably 10 days because every time he calls, mm-hmm. I'm not available. So, so see, there are times that you'll get voicemail, but I'll call you back. So unlike many of our contributors, your column doesn't have a set topic. You're, you're blessed to get to write about whatever God lays on your heart. Thank you for that opportunity, by the way. Well, that would it's be a, a joy g- to give that. That would be a gay thing, but yeah. <laughs> Don't give me the credit. <laughs> she handles all you writers because that's not my skill set. <laughs> um, but you've written on some wonderful and some challenging topics, and you've done it great. But I'm just, I'm just curious, um, where do you come up with some of these topics? Well, it, it really begins by a daily dose of God's Word for myself, just reading and studying the Bible for years. So there's never a lack of what to teach. It's just where, where to deliver that. Where's the audience? And so uh, uh, the only difficulty is in choosing how do we break it down and select of the many things we could share, what is going to be the topic of the day. And so I peacefully or try to find the peace, at least, if I'm not quite there yet. I try to discover what is burning on my heart. What do I feel like is going to address issues of the day? And uh, and then eventually, in every case so far, in writing for Christian Living Magazine, the answer has come strong, loudly, and without question. And so I put my whole heart into that, and I try to uh, you know, be concise. You know, that's funny that you would say that. We had Leo Hellyer came in from our Real Man's Toolbox column, and he came in and, and on New Year's, did our New Year's show with me. And he said the same thing. He said, if it's too hard, I know that's not where God wants me. Hmm. That's not where God wants me writing. And, and, and with my own, I, you know, I have my little publisher's corner, and I have to say it's the same thing. But, you know, it's not an easy thing. And sometimes you'll start and go, it's just not happening. I have to, you know, to go back to the Lord and figure it out. Because it's not like it's a 10-minute process. 
sometimes there's hours of research. And, and I don't know if, if our listeners and our readers understand, but all of our writers donate their time, talent, and expertise to us. And thank you so much for doing that. You're welcome. Because I know. I know it's not a sit down at the computer and type for 10 minutes. It isn't. There, there's a, 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 I always have a first draft. Then I have edits. Then I think about it. Then I read it. Then I send it to a few people to look at it. Does it make sense? Are there typos? Then I read it again and again. And eventually, uh, I become comfortable with it. Other people do. And then I let some time go by. It just depends. Every At a certain point in time, I could sign off on it. Like I, I'm thoroughly convinced what I've said is true and edifying, appropriate. It's going to address the topic. And then... One more look at it. Okay, how can we make this better? Let's take out these five words and bring them down to one. Let's make this more exciting. That's a, that's a good. What a boring word. Let's make it, you know, except when God uses it. If that's how they translate the word good, it's the perfect word at yep. the right time. So and, and he said it was good. Indeed. And then he said it was very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that sixth day, especially the end. Let's get the animals made. Then let's do our final masterpiece, the humans, you know. And, he, and it was very good. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. Because like I said, I you know, I, it's one thing to, to pick up a magazine, any magazine, not just Christian Living, but any magazine, and read an article and not think about, I mean, I can read it in three to five minutes, um, not think about the hours of prep work that go into it. And so thank you. You're welcome. And, and really about the articles, I, I may know something for 10 years, 20 years, but how do I take that breadth of knowledge and boil it down to something when somebody's hearing it reading it for the first time there there's a whole process of how do you teach it to make it simple so that you address enough to capture the interest but not overwhelm people you know, absolutely balance, so. because those of us who have been christians either lifelong or for years and years tend to forget that there are newbies i you mm. know my husband and i neither one were really raised in the church and started to church nearly 26 years ago. And I would hear names of God, and I would go home and look them up because I wanted to know, did we start going to a cult? What is this? Who, who is Jehovah Jireh? You know, and they would use it like it was, you know, well, today, yeah, I know what that is, and, mm. and I don't think anything about it. But we forget that there are newbies, and there are unchurched, and there are people who are coming out of different situations that don't. And you do a really good job of that in your column. So I'm going to kind of shift gears on you here a little bit. Last summer, you took your kids, Caleb and Lydia. You want to give them a shout out real quick? Hey, kiddos, you're awesome. Keep being awesome. Shine as lights. I love it. You took them on a great adventure. The three of you went to the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. I always try to change the name of the museum, both of which are on my bucket list. But I haven't been there, so I'm really excited. Mackenzie's been there, and so she may chime in here a little bit. But I want to talk about the Ark Encounter first. Mm. So first impressions, what was it? Simply amazing. The The first moment I knew it existed, it was on my list. And I just had to wait for the right timing to surprise the kiddos, the right, you know, to, to get over to Kentucky, because of all, that's where it is. Uh, they're not going to bring the Ark to us. It's, it's in one place. Uh, and it's spectacular, it, it, because I didn't build it. I got to simply show up and enjoy it, pay a few bucks, walk through the door, and be in awe of the size and the quality, because we don't exactly know all the details of the Ark, but in thinking through details, you can come to quite a few reasonable, plausible conclusions, 
And it makes sense. It's no longer a children's story of uh, we have a few animals on a coloring book and they magically show up with this guy named Noah. And here we are all these years later, because that version of the story can get a person to perceive that it's not true. It's just a story. But when you get to the ark, the ark encounter, and, and again, I the, the group that built that answers in Genesis, I don't work for them, do business with them or anything yet. But in, in, in any way, Ooh, I sense um, a goal. Yeah. God's people always work together in some yeah. way. We have the same goal. So ultimately, uh, I knew to be there. When I went there, I was just in awe of it. And it, it continues to be something I'll proudly recommend because there aren't many like it. The biggest wooden timber structure in the world, generally speaking, about $100 million to build, took years. I met you know, by phone thus far uh, one of the engineers who built it. He lives in Idaho. Seriously? And, yes, indeed. And uh, we're going to have lunch this month. Uh, and and ultimately, uh, there's a lot of places you could take your family. And I recommend Disney World, sure. I recommend Legoland, all that, kids-appropriate stuff. But at a certain point in time, this is one of those places uh, that uh, I highly recommend uh, any family check out. It's inspiring. You and, know, uh, one of the thoughts that went through my mind the first time, you know, I heard about the Ark Encounter, I was like, wow. This this is I I gotta have something I I need to have my Stevie find a business trip to go there because mm. I love it when I get to travel with him on business um, and get to do my things but um, but it just may not happen we may just have to make a vacation of it but my first recollection was doubting Thomas after Christ rose you know show me show me the scars on your hands because sometimes some of us believe more what we see than what mm. we're told, even though we, we do that. Um, and we know that there's indisputable facts that are proven by all of this. Mm-hmm. I have a question. I should have researched this better. So so one of the things that you made in, in the notes that you sent me for today was that it's plausible to believe that the animals were young animals, that it wasn't Indeed. a full-grown pair of elephants. That, not all of them, certainly not. That, that got because that's the thing that overwhelms me. I'm like, how did they get two elephants on there, and mm-hmm. how did they get two hippopotamuses on there, and and all of that? But at the Ark Encounter, how do they represent that inside? They have tremendous world class, or I should say, heavenly class quality exhibits to display information, uh, including such questions as which animals were on the Ark. How many? Because you could look at the number of animals in the world today, so that's impossible. There are millions. Well, remember, genetic variety is built within animals. So you only need two, a male and a female, to produce progeny, and then that genetic variety can take off from there. So all the dog varieties in the world today essentially came from two dogs. And therefore, you don't need millions of animals. Technically, they've actually boiled it down. There are only thousands of animals needed. And... uh, Many animals, including reptiles especially, continue to grow throughout their lifetime. So you don't need to get a full-grown, large animal in all situations. And so uh, simple questions like that can be answered. So the the, the skeptics uh, who haven't quite looked at the details may at a glance say, oh, that's impossible. You can't fit all the animals. Well, actually, you can because you don't need water animals. You don't need bugs. They had a certain number of birds and mammals, et cetera. They had preparation for 100 years. Let's let's think it through. And God was behind it all. Yeah. With that, with that 
variable. Anything is not only possible, but it literally happened as recorded in the Word of God. So we get to appreciate it. And I say, seeing something like that in person, which is, you know, massive, 500, you know, 10 feet long, uh, you you realize the greatness of it. So you said no insects. So we in the summer, we have to quit blaming the mosquitoes on Noah. True. I mean, there, oh, there's rats. a flood came, you know, mosquitoes. Heck, you see a floating uh, something in the ocean or in the sea, you're going to find some bugs in there. Yeah. You know, I'm not so sure. You know, I wasn't there with Noah. I can only see what the Bible says. But bugs and things can kind of have eggs and larvae and things, and they can kind of make it. They're going to figure out, you know, in the sense that, you know, God is behind all life. It's going to continue to be just fine. We don't need dolphins on there. You well, know. and there's nowhere in Scripture that says God's done creating either. Well said. Thank you, so Sandy. <laughs> oh, there's the epiphany moment of the day. <laughs> Mind blown. Hello. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so there's much to learn in Genesis for sure. And Genesis 6 about Noah is a, is a fantastic place to see the details. That's too cool. Do you have any questions, Mackenzie? She's shaking her head uh, now. Well, God loves us so much. Let's see what he did for Noah, and he did it really for all of us. Absolutely. It, you know, one of my favorite verses of the, the whole section is when it says, the Lord shut them in. It doesn't say Noah closed the door and double barred it and put the three locks on it. God himself is the one who closed that door, and because Noah obeyed in every f- fantastic detail, it was ready. The nautical details of the ship dimensions, all of this is prepared, light, uh, ventilation, uh, how to waste disposal, how to feed the animals, how to get fresh water. It was all there, built in over time to prepare this vessel, and uh, God was behind it. And so if God can do that, yep. you know, for, for anybody, and he's, he's a God of love, and what, what can he do for us today? Absolutely. So nothing's too big. Absolutely. Changed my heart. So mm. that's, you know, absolutely. Then let's talk about the Creation Museum. Sure. A- another, uh, you know, place from Answers in Genesis, similar mind blown. Uh, when my kids and I walk through the doors of that place, first of all, there's some flying lizard-like reptiles, dragon things, and you're just blown away at the awesome way these are built. Uh, you see dinosaurs and things because, you know, the Bible's got a lot of details about creatures. Yep. Uh, they may not use the word dinosaur in the Bible because that word wasn't around when versions of the Bible from 1611, such as the King James, were even written. So creatures, no doubt, were around. Some are not still around. And it talks it, about the, it's spectacular. the Bible talks it says about dragons. large beasts. And, it's, yeah. You know, a dragon that's got this and that. It could fly, breathe fire and stuff. And so, you know, we, we sometimes wrestle with the challenge in this world because of digital animation and such. What's real and what's fantasy? But at a certain point in time, we begin to really become more clear what is possible. You know, it's not just a folklore in every civilization since across the last thousands of years. There's something to it. The, the flood, the worldwide flood was real. There are certain animals that were real. And so, yeah, Creation Museum was uh, an exceptional place that just is equally indifferent and inspiring. I, I, I have to admit, I favor the Ark. That was the go-to place. We, we had to go to the Creation Museum first. We had to mix in a soccer game. We had to do this and that. We saw our Columbus crew, who were the reigning champions at the time. We were all having fun with that. But then we got to the Ark Encounter. And... Uh, 
a zipline adventure along the way there, which I was kind of nervous about, but I couldn't be a weak, fearful dad. I had to do it because the kiddos were unafraid and wanting to do it. So, but uh, Creation Museum and Ark Encounter together must, must attend places. They're only 45 minutes from each other. You know, it's a choice. It's a, uh, it's a drive. It's a plane ride. It's, it's just an uh, inexpensive, fantastic adventure. I, and, uh, I live they should, in, they I should live in uh, record County. this. I do a 45 minute drive every day. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Anyway, <laughs> it's the plane ride. Yeah. So, um, and a zip line. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you. You're probably the same age as my kids, but um, I'm that grandma. It's like, sign me up. I'll be on the zip line with you. <laughs> Sandy. When you even talk about age, it's not even a topic we can mess with. You shine as a super glowing light. Whatever you're doing is working. You keep it going. Ah, thanks. You're awesome. It's hanging out with my grandkids. They keep me young. (laughs) Yeah, but the zip line was the ultimate. uh, I'm going to overcome fear. To be here's the this is the one detail that I, Steve, you know, Mister Unafraid. I've got God in my corner. Nothing bothers me. I was admittedly nervous about the zip line, and I had to look up some scriptures, get convinced, pray about it. And then I got convinced, and I was like, "We're going to do this," and it was fantastic. It's so. got to be safer than the zip line my kids built at my mom's house when they were young. My my oldest is forty, huh. and the first and only time I ever left town and left them with my mom, the zip line broke, and he broke his arm. Oh my god! But I always pouted because it was too too close to the ground for me to do it. So oh. I yeah, I'm waiting for the grandkids to want to do the zip line thing. Hmm. But anyway. So let's talk about, I'm, I'm shifting gears here again. So today I'm, I'm in studio with our, our Christian Living Ministries intern, Mackenzie Bliss, who's a senior at Victory Charter School, and Steve Nelson, who is one of our contributors. And you also, um, you have your own ministry, T4 Ministry. Exactly. And um, you, you started that out of your own desire to pass on the truth to the next generation. And, Indeed. And... and I'm assuming that your kids had something to do with that motivation. Yes, them being on this planet and and you know teaching a young person from scratch how to live this life. Uh, I found a few scriptures in Deuteronomy that said to parents, teach your kids the truth. And it so grabbed my attention and changed my life. Of all the things in the Bible, the 31,102 verses, those couple caught my attention. And I made a decision years ago that I was going to I was going to obey that instruction. No matter what I did wrong or right in life, all the mistakes I've made, I was at least going to do that one. And so I made that decision personally, no intention or thinking about other people. I'm just like, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Then over time, began to drive them to school and to get them motivated for school, I'd have many teachings along the way. Today, we're going to learn about body, soul, and spirit. Tomorrow, we're going to learn about believing versus fear, et cetera, et cetera. And I began to uh, take notes, and I thought to record them, and I thought, well, if I'm enjoying them, and I could add some special effects and sound effects and make them fun and professionally sounding, maybe another parent could benefit from this. Why why not replicate this and leverage my time? Uh, I could speak with enthusiasm a little bit and put some time into it, and there, there, there was our, our main Bible course was born. And so it was initially out of a heart to teach kids, but I realized, you know, no child is going to go further than their parents lead them until they become their own person. They can go further. But so I thought, you know what? I was all about teaching the kids. But then right before recording our class, God showed me that I needed to make it targeted to parents so they can teach their kids. 
and it that's what it became. And so T4, just to play on the words transform, people change for the better when they get something good in their head and act on it. It's really just another one of the many options in this world where a person can uh, grow and learn. And personally, uh, you know, especially in a family setting, especially from home, in addition to churches and schools and, and social uh, options, the, the daily 4,000 hours a child spends with their parents awake a year, some of that time needs to be spent with open Bibles. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, but but that's not all you do at T4. You have no. some really exciting things coming up. So. Yeah, we do. It's uh, it's cool. Thanks for asking me. I know I mentioned that to you. We've got uh, a number of things we've tried over the years, and, and the key is to get somebody's attention. And ultimately, uh, how do you get their attention and bring them in to the point where they person will be more interested in the Bible. It's not boring. It's not uninteresting. It's not an old book. It's a living present book. And so we've done games and things. And in fact, a digital escape room, we've opened up that can. We've, we've got a fun Christian-oriented themed, really cool digital escape rooms we've got. We've got also a board game we're releasing. And guess what the theme of that board game is? Noah's Ark of the Journey. So you're collecting, uh, you know, wood and stone and iron and bronze, and then you're going to overcome some troubles around the ark along the way. And the eight of you, meaning Noah, his wife, and the three sons, three wives, those eight are going to work across 100 years to get the ark built. And it's an exceptionally fun game, we believe. We're going to release it this year very soon. And uh, I hope you guys can play it and have some fun with it. How exciting. How exciting. Um, so where do people go? So we've talked about your classes for the parents. And, sure. and I understand that you've got a free coupon code. Yes. Um, and then you've got this board game coming out. And then you've got the digital escape room. Where can people go to find this information uh, just or our to main, contact you? Thank you for asking. Our, our main website is t4familycenter.com. t4familycenter.com. And uh, you can see everything from that place. If you have any questions, email us and we'll direct you further. And uh, the, the the free coupon code is is Genesis sixty eight, Genesis sixty eight, all caps or lowercase doesn't matter. Genesis sixty eight at checkout will allow you to take the Bible course for free. Put it on your phones or listen to it in the car, and it's yours. I love it. I love it. Well, we are we are coming down to the wire, but I knew that we would. So that means you have to promise you have to come back. Oh, thank another you. Another time, and so that we can do this again. Um, I know that, and I'm just going to just blurt this out there before I wrap everything up. I know that you have goals to someday have a T4 ministry site. Yes, we want a facility, a physical place. In fact, we're going to build a physical timeline of the Bible history so people can walk in and see it and, and recognize the distance of time and such. And we need 10 acres of land. We need a lot of volunteer efforts. We need a lot of things. And, and I just ask people to pray for us about that. That's and, cool. And it'll happen. And, and it will happen in God's perfect timing. I know that it will because it's so vitally important. So we've reached the end of our time. Folks, you can read Steve's column on our website at christianlivingmag.com by searching Steve Nelson under the columns tab. And don't forget to pick up your copy of Christian Living Magazine on the stands in over 600 locations throughout all of Southern Idaho. Thank you again for joining me. Mackenzie, thank you for joining me. This brings our time to an end for this week. We invite you back next week when we have a special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, 
encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.